the Morris Ford lynchings, the Atlanta race riots, the Harris County lynchings, the Jackson County race riots. Of course you weren't taught about this in school. Class is back in session. Welcome to Hidden Lynchings. How's it going, everybody? I'm glad you joined us again. We're on to a next episode. This episode today is about the Morris Ford lynching. Let's get into it. Um, the Morris Ford lynching happened on July 25th, 1946. Um, there were four people killed, two married couples. Uh, the Morris Ford Bridge is between Walton and Oconee counties in the state of Georgia. Uh, just to get into a backstory, um, we always start with one, and uh, today will be no different. Um, the backstory is uh, World War II. We know about World War II, obviously, but you know when black veterans came home from the war, many many of them resented the second class citizenship that they had to deal with. They were discriminated against. There were there was violence. There were still lynchings going on. Um, they didn't receive some of the benefits from the GI Bill. Many of the benefits, uh, whether it be loans for education or, or loans for a home, so they begin to press for their civil rights as any person would. Uh, they begin to be people rising up and protesting and kind of pushing for equality. Um, the Supreme Court, uh, beyond this backstory with the World War II veterans, the Supreme Court, uh, they at the same time ruled uh, white primaries being unconstitutional. So a lot of times with the elected offices and the elections that were held up until this point, they were white primaries that disenfranchised uh, black Americans. And so the Supreme Court finally ruled white primaries unconstitutional. So in some places, uh, black people would uh, be voting that year, which was 1946. Again, in some places, they still weren't voting at the level that they should have. But um, in 1946, some were able to vote. And so this backstory then leads us to the Georgia governor's election at, the, at that time. Uh, you have former Governor Eugene Talmadge that was in a primary. Uh, Governor Talmadge was probably one, you could be said, uh, you could be said he's one of the most racist governors that Georgia has ever had. This man was evil. Um, his campaign used violent racist rhetoric. Um, he even on the campaign trail bragged about assaulting and beating black sharecroppers who worked on his family farm when he was younger. He talked about this at rallies, laughed about it, joked about it. He also uh, talked about chasing a black man throughout the streets with an ax for having the audacity to sit next to a white woman. He talked about this. So this is Governor Eugene Talmadge, former Governor Eugene Talmadge, who's running uh, for uh, election. Um, so let's go to Walton County now, where the scene of the Morris Ford lynchings happened. So Eugene Talmadge, during this campaign, he um, had a rally in Walton County. About 600 people showed up. 
Barnett Hester and J. Lloyd Harrison were two people who were from Walton County, supporters of Eugene Talmadge, and went to this rally. Uh, Talmadge's opponent was James Carmichael. He actually held a, a rally in Walton County um, a week later that was an even larger rally. So James Carmichael was getting a lot more support in some parts of the state than Eugene Talmadge. So it was kind of a point in the race where Eugene Talmadge was not sure whether he was going to win the primary because the excitement and 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 uh was was on the side of his competitor. His competitor, James Carmichael, had a lot of support in more urban parts of the state. And so he was just relying on rural areas. And even in the rural areas, he could not get as many people to come out to his rally as came out to James Carmichael's rally. So this is very important because at this time in the election, Eugene Talmadge wasn't sure if he would have the juice to win this election. So, um, you know, Walton County was a must-win county for Eugene Talmadge. He had to win that county in order to win the governor's race at the time. So this is this is very important. So let's get on to the lynching. So... J. Lloyd Harrison had four black people who he had hired as sharecroppers to work on his farm. One, his name was George Dorsey. His, his wife was May and Roger Malcolm. And Mr. Malcolm's wife, the wife's name was Dorothy, who was pregnant at the time. So on July 11th, Roger Malcolm got into a, um, an altercation or an argument with Barnett Hester. So Barnett Hester is, again, friends with J. Lloyd Harrison and probably works within the community in, in, in Walton County. Roger Malcolm stabbed Barnett Hester. He was eventually arrested, and then he was held in the county jail. So Eugene Talmadge comes back in the picture. This is a former governor who, again, is running for election as governor in a separate term. Um, he was seen talking to George Hester, who was Barnett Hester's brother, and telling Hester he would take care of the Negro in exchange for the Hester family supporting Talmadge's campaign and getting the people of Walton County to support Talmadge's campaign in Walton County. So, I mean, this 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 is this is amazing. I mean. I'm sure nobody could ever imagine someone who's running for pre for governor in these current times being implicated in setting up the murder of someone in jail in order to gain support in an election. But this happened in 1946, allegedly. Um, on July 25th, uh, Mr. Harrison drove Malcolm's wife and the Dorseys to Monroe. And they um, they posted bail. He paid, Mr. Harrison paid 600 so that Roger Malcolm could post bail and get out of jail. As they were headed back to Walton County, his car was forced to stop by an armed mob of 15 and 20 white men. All four of the people, the Dorseys, 
and the Malcolms were pulled out of the car. They said, get them out of the car. They were pulled out of the car. They were tied to a tree and they were shot at close range. Ballistics showed that about 60 bullets were shot at these four people, the Malcolms and the Dorseys, at close range. Remember I said Dorothy Malcolm was pregnant. Her fetus was cut from her body with a knife by one of the men in the mob. This was a brutal murder, awful, terrible murder. And as you can imagine, it gained publicity and people heard about it all over the country and all over the world. And it brought shame and embarrassment to Georgia, as it should have, because of the brutality of the people who did this. So the aftermath is this. Georgia Governor Ellis Arnold offered $10,000 as a reward for anybody that knew about who was involved in these murders, but nobody ever came forward. President Harry Truman even sent the FBI down to investigate. 3,000 people were interviewed. A hundred subpoenas were issued, but no physical evidence was found and the prosecutor had no evidence to indict. See, Mr. Harrison, though, is an interesting figure because he denied any involvement um, or knowing any of the men who were involved, um, even though none of them were masked. So this is an issue because Mr. Harrison was a former Klansman. And the route that he took home to Walton County that night was a roundabout way to get home. It wasn't the quickest way to get home. So many people are alleging that Mr. Harrison purposely took out the bail, bailed um, Mr. Malcolm out of jail so that he could actually deliver them to the lynch mob. Um, He even admitted, Harrison even admitted later under questioning that he was directed by someone he couldn't remember to take a different route home that night. And uh, State Trooper William Spence even talked to the press on August 3rd, 1946, and said, Harrison is either scared of being killed himself, lying through his teeth, or both. So... This is a terrible, terrible lynching. And nobody wants to talk. None of the farmers, nobody in the community, everybody pretty much knew who was involved in this, but nobody would speak to the police and tell the truth. And I mean, as as you can imagine, the the black residents of Walton County, many of them were scared to death because they were threatened by some of the white residents in Walton County that if they talked to the police, if they, they, um, anything of that sort, they'd be lynched and killed as well. So the interesting part about this is that when you look at the political end of it, um, let's go back to the primary. Eugene Talmadge ends up winning the Democratic primary, which means he pretty much was the next governor because back in those times, Democrats were so strong in the South that if you won the Democratic primary, you probably were going to win the governor's race. Now, 
He only won Walton County by 200 votes. But you got to remember, um, even though he didn't get as many votes as his opponent at that time, it was about how many counties you won, not how many votes you got. So Eugene Talmadge got a lot of rural county support, and he got support in Walton County to win that county. And so um, you have a lynching that's connected to a political campaign and connected to the eventual person who became governor for the second time of Georgia. And so, you know, it's a, it's a deep story. It's a terrible story. But at the same time, we need to understand what happened. We need to understand history. Like I say, every time, the confusion that we have in this world, in many cases, and in America, is because a lot of people have a misunderstanding of history as well. They don't even know what happened. And they're surprised at what's going on now. But we, if we know the history, maybe that will help us avoid repeating it. Maybe that will help us to act differently and learn from many of the hardships that our ancestors and other people had to deal with. And every American should essentially have an understanding of history so that they can just use that respect and knowledge of history to, to make things better in this world. As always, I'm Alan Holmes, and I'm out.